Hello, climate designers. Thank you for being part of this community of designers taking on climate action. We are graphic designers, industrial designers, fashion designers, software designers, illustrators, interaction designers, architects, or any other kind of designer pushing for climate action in their work. You can learn more and join us at climatedesigners.org. This is brought to you by Sarah Harrison and Mark O'Brien of The Determined. Hey, I'm here with Mark, and I'm really excited to introduce Johnny Black, graphic designer extraordinaire. He is hanging out with us today. He's a proficient typographer, print production specialist, and all-around visual wizard from Cast Iron Studios. It's a great bio. Cast Iron Design, who specializes in branding, web packaging, and environmentally responsible print production. Hey, Johnny. Thanks for being here. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, thanks for taking the time, man. You know, you, you have your studio, Cast Iron Design, and in your about section, or in this case, your studio page, you have a, a section on sustainable graphic design. So the mm-hmm. question for you, why as a designer did you choose this particular route or approach to design in terms of sustainable graphic design? Um, yeah, we used to see it as a way to maximize revenue primarily. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, no, I mean, there's there's so many reasons. Like, I think the first thing that comes to mind is that it, it you know, like you spend, we spend so much time at work just doing the the work that we do. And if it doesn't have, if you don't feel like it has purpose and you, you're in the position to choose something that has purpose, then I would highly encourage everybody to do that, regardless of what that purpose is. And for me, that's, you know, sustainability green graphic design, whatever label you want to give it. And uh, yeah, just makes the work and the overall life experience more enriching because you're doing something that actually, you know, you, you think matters. Um, so there's the personal part of it. And then I think there's a lot of other really great sort of repercussions. I mean, personally, I, I think it's a, I, I feel a sort of pull to do this work. I was in a position about 10 years ago, actually, almost exactly when I was like this environmentalist on one side and this passionate designer on the other side, and they never really converged. I took this course in grad school called Critical Issues in Design, and they sort of merged the two. I didn't really realize that green graphic design was, was a thing. And through that course, I came across Green Graphic Design by Brian Doherty. Shout out to Brian. That's a, a great book. It still holds up. And then, yeah, just like slowly got this idea moving and it really turned the trajectory of my, of my life. I, I realized through the book and through the class that designers have so much power, right? Like we're at this point of inflection where we're like the gatekeepers between the business and the product, right? We're one of the last pieces in the channel of commerce. And uh, I think there's huge opportunities for designers to take a moral stance, um, ethical stance, and make sure that the work that they're doing is something that they believe in, if you're in the position to be able to make that decision. So we, we find that by doing you know, sustainable design that we have, we have better clients, for instance. A lot of people, people tell the, in the industry, they always tell horror stories about clients. Like we have, we had one really bad client experience, I would say, and that's it. I think almost all the people that we work with are really good people. And I think part of that is because we weed out, you know, the, the shitty people, if you will, the people that read, you know, if they read something about sustainability on our website and they're like, nah, 
then you know that's that's not the people for us right and and we don't want them to contact us um and so you know needless to say we're not getting any inquiries from you know exxon um or uh, bp or you know that kind of thing so um we haven't been asked to uh you know do the brexit branding or the trump campaign or you know um so i think that part of it's really great and then we've also seen that we've we've attracted more talent than uh, you would expect from a studio of our size of our experience uh you know i think our last internship we had over 50 designers apply and most of them cited our mission and our position uh, with sustainability as an attractor and a driving force behind why they are interested in our studio. So yeah, I think that kind of sums up the, the why. Very cool. I'm wondering, have you noticed, just going off of that last comment about the number of inquiries from young designers who are wanting to, to intern with you or work with you, has mm-hmm. that increased over the last few years what's been kind of the yeah that's a funny question so um i think it was about three years ago we always had lots of students email us about sustainability we're really happy to answer their questions and talk to them and that sort of thing we had somebody ask a few years ago that uh, that said like have you noticed uh, a change in the last you know two years this is like 2017 she asked if we had noticed a change in sustainable design uh, uh, uptick and i said uh no uh, to be perfectly honest, I see no change at all from when I started in 2010. And it's, uh, you know, pretty frustrating. But I would say in the last few years, there's been enormous change in, in the industry. More and more people are talking about sustainability. Uh, more and more blogs are addressing it. And more and more award showcases and magazines and blog Like, it just, just all over the uh, board, there's, there's a huge surge in um, conversations surrounding sustainability. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I'm, I'm asking because, you know, us being in the climate space for so long, I feel like us doing these public events and meeting people at these climate events, there's a lot more people that we're interacting with. Um, month after month, it seems like that number is increasing. And I think it's because people are, are waking up and realizing, designers are waking up and realizing like, whoa, we have a crisis out there. And what can I do to address this? What can I do in my day to day? And this is great. You know, the more people know about this stuff, the better. Um, so I, yeah, totally. it's really interesting how um, both of us, your side and our side, we're seeing an increase in people's interest in this kind of work. Well, I mean, we're seeing increase in the impact of climate change as totally. well. And I think yeah. when you see, when you look at the news and you see an entire continent on fire, you're kind of yeah. like, oh shit, maybe I should be doing something. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah I want to ask you, um, something interesting you said a few minutes ago, designers have power. Designers have immense power or something. I think that's what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk more about that? Because I think we hear from a lot of designers who feel like they are powerless or don't know what to do about climate change. What is it that you see as the power of being a designer in this whole facing this climate crisis? I say this with some hesitation because uh, a lot of people who are going to be, you know, might be listening to this. Might, it's, it's certainly a, a, like a, a position of privilege to be, to be a designer that can say no, right? Um, you know, there's a lot of people with, they have families, they have like, you know, responsibilities and commitments to where they can't take those risks, right? They can't stand up and they can't um, like, so, so yeah, just preface it with that. Like not, yeah, not everybody's in the position to do that. Um, all of us are in, our, in the, are in the position to do something. Um, that, that's for sure. Like, you know, even if you bring up, um, 
sustainability in your if you're an in-house designer somewhere and you bring up like hey we should our you know our design uh our packaging should be more sustainable um, even if that goes gets ignored the more people like you that bring it up the more change um that will occur um, and people in power will will consider that but i think for the designers in the, the you know position of privilege where they can say no and they can stand up and they can you know risk whatever it is in that situation then yeah i mean like designers if you're a designer working somewhere and they ask you to do something and you've been looking into sustainable design and, and you know that it's a, a really environmental hazardous thing that you're uh, asked to do you can say no and you can suggest an alternative you can do research on that you can really push for that talk to your colleagues and get them involved and get them on board you know you have a lot of power because design is such a necessary component of business you know it just can't operate commerce doesn't happen without designers so it's like we're at the end of this chain right before the product gets printed or packaged and that kind of thing where realize the sort of atrocities that are being committed and do something about it so um i think i think historically designers have been in this subservient role and i think that's definitely changing businesses talking about design thinking and designers companies that now have the chief design officer as like a um, c-level role there's all these different parts that are like companies are wake, waking up to how powerful the design is as a force for business. And so the designer, as a result, becomes more powerful in their role. But it's, it's about how can we take advantage of that. So what are some of the things that you do differently than another design studio? I think, I think the, um, there's just a lot of stuff. The first thing is that we intentionally try to attract a certain type of client, right? Like I mentioned before about weeding out the, the bad clients and we're, we want clients that are wanting to integrate sustainable practices into their business or product and people that are doing organizations that are doing things that mission driven stuff where they believe that they're making the world a, a better place or at least not have a negative impact. And so we have worked really hard in the last 10 years to put ourselves in the position to be able to say no. We've had inquiries like, and just all across the board of, of really weird shit stuff from like uh, live lobster delivery to your door to like, you know, anti-aging dog pills and that kind of thing. Like just all this weird stuff that, that we think is either ethically questionable or just a uh, snake oil where we, where we feel like, you know, we can't get behind the product. So that's one of the things that we've worked really hard to do is to put ourselves in the position to be able to turn down the work that doesn't align with our studio principles. And then from there, the work that we do take on, we try to integrate sustainability into whatever we're doing. The most important area for that is in print and packaging, of course, because that's where the, the biggest impact can be made. It essentially comes down to knowledge. Not every designer, design curriculum has only begun to integrate sustainability into the classroom at, at all major universities. It seems like now they're starting to have a sustainability course. Some of them have sustainability programs, but it's still really a small part of, you know, design curriculum in general. Could you give me an example of a sustainable print or packaging practice? Oh, yeah. So we think that uh, paper is the easiest way to start because designers use a ton of paper, right? If you use a 100% post-consumer paper versus a paper that's made from virgin fibers, 
what you're doing is you're using post-consumer recycled paper where that's taken, it like has this, you know, it can be recycled several times before it's not able to be turned into more paper versus a virgin fiber source that there's, there's good virgin fiber uh, sources that are responsibly managed, but then there's also stuff like we're tearing down old growth forests and, and those, there's a huge difference in like the material choice. So just educating yourself on the materials that you're using is a huge part of it. Um, and, you know, designing uh, efficiently um, or designing for efficiency. And so like we always, uh, one example of that is like designing for the press sheet where we're, you know, looking at, if you look at how, like go through the steps and look at how a printed piece is created. There's uh, a lot of math and, and planning involved and you can minimize the amount of waste that you're creating through, um, you know, just smart design and, and considering that, uh, that press sheet and kind of designing backwards. And that's one of like the key things and key principles of, of green design is, you know, think about what the destination is and then design backwards from there. And so you consider all these different steps that a, a typical designer wouldn't. Um, so those are just a couple of examples of what, you know, sustainable design is. Yeah. You've, you've got a really cool uh, animation on your homepage about using algae ink and some of this, yeah, 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 yeah. We've had like, um, you know, I think what's funny is that the the most the stuff that has the biggest impact is is really simple kind of common sense stuff of like, you know, being less wasteful and using materials with smaller impact. But we also are really excited by the potential of what I would categorize as future materials. And so the algae ink thing that you're describing is we worked with Living Ink in, here in Colorado. And they have this ink, this pigment. It's really just the pigment that's made from an algae byproduct. And it's this really cool, promising technology. But it's not, um, like, you can't use it yet. Like, we, we were able to use it for this project because they were, like, you know, they wanted a project to beta test it with. But you, um, you can't go out and commercially buy that. So it's not, like, something you can do as a designer today to go, like, do that. But we're, we're excited to sort of, like, shepherd that into the public sphere and make people aware of it and you know people have been like people somebody just emailed us today like hey how do we get one of those algae ink books you know because everyone's really excited about it but but that's like the sexy stuff but the stuff that really makes a difference is like the boring shit you know um and that's kind of like the ground zero of, of where we start yeah yeah um i want to shift gears a little bit uh johnny you being in, in my opinion, you being a bit more involved in the design space, what are you seeing that is not being talked about or addressed in the design industry when it comes to climate change? Besides the, the stuff that you kind of shared in terms of production and things, like what, are, what would you love if you were to browse a design blog or flip through a design magazine? What, what kind of headline or article would you love to see that, you're, that you haven't seen just yet? I think it needs to be a bigger part of the mainstream conversation. I think that would be the, the biggest thing for me because it's like, you know, you'll see, uh, I won't say what it was, but there's a recent, some design award thing that I saw and they had a, a sustainability category. It was all just, you know, your token stuff, like something that could be reused, you know, five different ways, kind of like the novel stuff that um, people think about. And I think one of our un, unwritten missions is that we want to make sustainable design cool right because it's it's not like if i'm totally honest right now it's like uh i think five years ago the stereotype that we're moving away from was like the leaf motif kind of crunchy granola everything was brown and green all that bullshit and i think we've, we've sort of moved away from that but it's still 
a little bit stuck in that category. And there's some really cool people working on uh, working in this space that get me excited about where it's headed, but it's still just really not a part of the mainstream conversation. But I think, I do think that's changing. Seeing things like the die line, for instance, covering tons of stuff about sustainability. And it's nice that having article threads on sustainability, it's definitely changing, but it's still frustrating that it's like, I I don't want to be the sustainable designer. Like I just want to be like my goal is to kind of work myself out of this position, you know, essentially, like I just want it to be the norm and, and then I don't have to be on my soapbox talking about it, you know? Yeah. I hear that from a lot of friends and that's in the same space. Like, why can't this just be the thing that we do? Exactly. Why is that this, this subset of something, this, this, this corner of the design industry, why can't it just be the design industry? And I do think that the way that happens is at the education level and the people working in that space are really doing important work because it's if students all come out of school with like a really heavy grounding and sustainable design education then it's going to change the industry overnight you know Um, yeah so knowing that i don't think this was mentioned in your intro but i don't know if you still currently teach but you've taught mm -hmm. at the college level in the design program right Um, as we kind of wrap up the interview, what would you say to a young design student who is interested in learning more about this, the sustainable design approach, or even just getting themselves familiar with the, with the climate crisis and how they can play a role in it? What would, what would be your advice to a young student, either if was still in school or maybe someone who's about to graduate? I would say to invest time into just uh, making yourself more aware. Um, I think that is the starting point of there's so much cool shit happening with sustainable design on Instagram. Um, and, uh, you know, in here and in the United Kingdom, like there's all these people doing um, really interesting things that are helping push us in that direction. And so if you really dig into all of that, I think that's an important part of it. And then when you get to the point where you're doing work, or applying for jobs or freelance or whatever it is, I think we found really great success from putting your values front and center, right? Of like really expressing that from the get-go and not having it be something that you talk about like once you get hired or, you know, like ask questions in interviews, right? Put put your values on your website, uh, like right when you get there, put it on your resume, like whatever it is that you believe in needs a change in the design field. Uh, if that's sustainability, great. If that's something else, great. But whatever it is, I think communicating that is going to help people wake up to the importance of this. Very cool. That's great. Love it. Any um, any final thoughts? Is there anything um, anything else you want to say before we, we wrap up? Yeah, I would say um, please don't use leaves and green in your eco designs. We got to break that stigma and... Um, yeah, no. Oh, fuck it. Do it if you want. You know. What about, about polar bears on an ice cube? Yeah, or like planet. Yeah, I mean, uh, I finally I think we're we're starting to move away from that. But that was like you know when I would see sustainable design portfolios back in the day, it would just be a bunch of that kind of stuff. And and um, yeah, I think all of the media coverage about climate change is necessary, but it's also really helping us sort of bring sustainable design into the conversation. Yeah, if if you want to appeal to the masses, you gotta appeal to the masses. No one, not everyone, subscribes to the leaf and polar bear 
graphics, you know, you have to appeal to them. If you have a logo that has a leaf in a board banner, that's totally fine. Don't don't listen to me. I'm just yeah. one person. Well, Johnny, man, appreciate it. Where can people find you and your work? Castardesign.com. Uh, and then we're, I think as far as social media goes, we're, we primarily focus on Instagram. So at Castardesign on Instagram. Nice. Thank you so much, Johnny. Awesome. Appreciate it, buddy. All right. Thank you. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out climatedesigners.org to sign up for email updates. And while you're there, you can check out other stuff. You can create a profile page highlighting your climate-related work, or you can seek out climate jobs and other resources to boost your climate design career. Or for design educators, find resources to bring climate action into your classroom. Yeah, join the conversation on social media with a hashtag, I am a climate designer, or hashtag climate designers, all one word.